to our loyal and valued pod listener. As you can imagine, we feel a tremendous responsibility to continue to monitor and respond to the rapidly evolving coronavirus COVID-19 situation. And of course, our absolute top priority is the health and well-being of you, our listener, our employee, and communities across the country. We are committed to doing everything possible to support the needs of our pod, and we'll continue to follow the guidelines of the Center for Disease Control and other national health organizations. In the event that we must temporarily close the pod, our employee will not be paid because he's never paid. We will let you know when we will be open again. Our hearts go out to those who have been impacted by the COVID-19 global pandemic. We are grateful to the healthcare workers, local communities, and governments around the world and are working to contain the coronavirus. I promise you that the real film nerds understands the gravity of this pandemic and will take every precautionary measure possible. Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another isolated episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt Hinshaw, reporting from my underground bunker in an undisclosed location, definitely not in a Titan II missile asylum anywhere in and or around Tucson, Arizona. With me as always, trying to keep himself isolated as well, but definitely not in a missile silo either, sitting next to me, mysterious Mike Talent. Hello. I'm so glad that we have been practicing social distancing for quite a while now. Definitely since the ripe old age of 12. Yes. Yes, we sure have. That's about when we started playing video games, I think. Like, religiously. Yeah, probably. So, Mike, it's been like three weeks. Oh, that really blew out. Damn. It's been like three weeks. Why haven't we recorded a podcast, Mike? And it's definitely not because of the impending apocalypse. What uh, life-changing event did you have in your life, Mike? Well, uh, me and the wife uh, decided to bring on a new child uh, right at the apocalypse. Like, we were like, you know, is it going to happen? Okay, let's bring a child. Perfect. I mean, I know I think if I was going to breed, I would prefer to breed at the start of the apocalypse than at the end. Yeah. So, you know, I feel a little bit like uh, Walking Dead's uh, Rick... Uh, except my wife is still alive. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of lot of things you have to make decisions for. And um, Although we are still able to get some supplies and things. So it's, it's a weird, it's weird times. Uh, except for toilet paper. I mean, I guess three shells it is, Matt. It's all about the three shells. Why don't you, why don't you explain to our listeners who did not listen to our Demolition Man podcast how to use the three shells, Mike? We take the two big ones and you kind of kind of scoop. You kind of like they come together as like a clamshell. Bam. And then you take the little one to clean off 
what doesn't come off of the clamshell scoopers. So it's a, it's more like a scoop and scrape than a scoop and poop. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a scoop and poop. <laughs> well, all right, Mike. So finally, we're recording a podcast after you've brought yes. a life into this world who is going to grow up to be like Judith because he will not know the world before. So he will be the perfect apocalypse killer child. He'll be like Mad Max. Yes, he will be like Mad Well, Mad Max ha- had to deal with some stuff before the world ended, so he's going to be like Mad Max kid. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So speaking about death, murder, and mayhem, Mike, uh, uh, what movie did we get to see before they shut down the movie theaters? Uh, so we saw this highly controversial movie, or at least it was controversial when they were trying to release it, which was called The Hunt. Okay, Mike. So, how how does this go? Let me let me try. I'm trying to remember our structure. Ah, oh that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Mike, yeah, yeah. Give us the rundown for the hunt. All right. So for the hunt, uh, this movie was directed by Craig Zobel. It was written by Nick Cuss and Damon Lindolf, and it's starring uh, Betty Gilpin, Hilary Swank. Ike um, Barinholtz and Wayne Duvall. And uh, this this movie is about 12 strangers wake, wake up in a clearing and they don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't, uh, they don't know they've been chosen for a very speci- specific purpose. Oh, man, messed that one up. So, Matt, what did you think of this movie? Did you think it was worth all the hype and controversy? Heck no. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous, if you want to know the truth. I I, I understand why people that uh, don't know what satire is would be offended, but, I mean, they pretty much offend everyone in this movie, and they do that on purpose. So I don't know why they held out on releasing it and why it was controversial and all this other BS... Because they literally upset everyone. If you have any form of political view or thought or whatever, you know, you're going to hate yeah, it. it. They're going to... It was yeah. pretty much a, uh, you know, a left-right stereotypes, like, massive. And it was awesome. Like, I like that. Um, not the stereotypes, but but I just like how they were just making fun of it, like, so hard. Uh, it was like so extreme both uh sides uh, i guess were very extreme yeah they didn't hold back on anything they just let loose and that was that was nice but i did have a lot of issues with this film just because i mean the script was bad the jokes were bad the acting was fine it was nothing special but i think probably the thing that upset me the most was probably the characters because mm. okay. they really didn't develop any of them except for two. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They didn't develop any of them except for two. Uh, I don't know. This movie kind of reminded me of an old uh, Ice-T movie. Yeah, Surviving the Game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot to talk about that uh, on the radio, but oh well. I think Surviving the Game is better than this, though, by far. It is, but it was different. Yeah, it's the same premise. I mean, people hunting people. 
Well, I mean, at the very, very basic, yes. But this movie had its story was all very uh, politically charged. So right. And the other one wasn't as politically charged. I mean, sure, it was to an extent because they picked up a homeless person and then we're going to go do whatever they wanted to with them. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, this movie had its good moments and its bad moments. Um, but like when the characters were starting to be off, I didn't really care because they weren't developed. So I'm just like, okay, it's kind of like watching like a, uh, um, a background character in a war movie or something being blown up. It just was not impactful, like whatsoever to me. Yeah. I think I would have liked a little bit more development in the whole reason that the, the supposed hunt was taking place. Cause it seemed real weak and odd. All right, Mike. So should we get into it? Ask the infamous questions. Yeah. Yeah. We, we should, man. Uh, the important question I need to ask you is, Matt, what are you drinking? (sighs) Well, Mike, thanks for asking. I am just drinking a glass of water. Because in this world where toilet paper is sold completely out, I need to hold on to my reserves of alcohol because I still don't understand why we have so much alcohol in the stores and no toilet paper. I would think it would be the opposite. Because if the world's ending, don't you want to go out drunk? Because I do. So I'm going to hold on to what I got for a little bit. All right. It's fair, Matt. It's fair. How about yourself, Mike? What, what are you drinking? Breast milk? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I am drinking a uh, stone beer and it's actually not the best. Uh, Stone's usually really solid, and this one's not the best. Uh, This is a Tangerine Express IPA, which is an India Pale Ale with tangerine and pineapple. And I didn't get any of the tangerine or pineapple out of it. So either it's really old, or I don't know, just not that good. Well, that sucks, Michael. I'm sorry. Yeah. So an IPA that you didn't like. No, I mean, it's okay, um, but it's definitely not something I'd be like, hey, you should go get this. Is it because it's not juicy? Uh, juicy IPAs are good, but this one is definitely not juicy. All right, Mike. So before we get into ruining the movie, do you think people should go catch the coronavirus to go watch this movie? Uh, you know, no. And also, I don't know what it's like over in your neck of the woods, but over here, all the theaters are closed. Like, I think till at least the end of March could be through April. Who knows? I mean, the world might not ever open again. Harkins is closed and they sent out a letter and I posted it on our Facebook page, which you never check. I think I saw it. Yeah. I saw it. You saw it. All right, good, good. So, yeah, Dan Harkins of Harkins fame sent out a letter saying that they're shut down until, I think, April 1st or March 31st or whatever. I haven't heard anything about Picture Show, but I assume Picture Show is probably doing the same thing. I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah, at first, I think a lot of the big chains, uh, AMC and Regal, were doing the 
like half capacity of the theaters. But uh, it looks like they uh, have all closed. Uh, I don't know, man. There's really, it seems like nothing's open. Yeah, well, it's the apocalypse, Mike. I'm just waiting until I can dress up in a hockey mask and chains and black leather. Yes, yes, uh, like uh, Mad Max. Correct. One of your favorite apocalypse movies, which we're going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about, on Lisa Live and Local on Magic 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, no, 99.1. I'll get it out. I'll get it out. I'll spit it out. (laughs) 99.1? 99.1. 991. Uh, hopefully Monday, if the world doesn't completely end by then, but uh, maybe it will. Who knows? But uh, so uh, interesting take, Mike. Um, on March sixteenth, NBC Universal CEO Jeff Shell announced that the company would make its films and current theatrical release available digitally by the end of this week. Those films include The Invisible Man and The Hunt. So you can watch The Hunt at home if you want to. I don't think you should waste what they're estimating to be $20 to rent it for a 48-hour long period. I think uh, you should wait until Netflix gets it in about two or three weeks. Yeah, this is actually an interesting time for the movie theaters or or even the movie business as a whole. If if they, uh, you know, Disney Plus just released uh, Frozen Two and uh, The Last Jedi. The Last on... Jedi. No, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, sorry, damn, damn it! Sorry, Mike. Rise of Skywalker. Sorry. Jesus, I knew it was a, one of the Star Wars movies. I don't know, Episode Forty. I don't know. Damn. You're, you're getting mean in your old age. <laughs> Take three weeks off and brings a life into this world. Now he's all of a sudden mean. You're going to be one of those dads, aren't you? I knew it. That's because I'm tired all the time. Um, Welcome anyway, to my life. Uh, uh, so the question kind of uh, for you, Matt, this is just a hypothetical. Pretend you're the, the big wigs at Hollywood producing these things. Do you just start selling stuff kind of directly, like when it's available or could have been available to watch in the theater to online, but for like a premium price, like you're saying, like $20 or I don't know. Well, it's $20 to rent it. To own it, I think the talk was like 50 bucks to own it like day one kind of thing. And I believe they've tried it before and it failed miserably, but that was also because the theaters were still open. I think... If I was a bigwig, I would hold out and see what happens in about two or three weeks. And if this shit keeps going, I'd say, yeah, if I have a movie ready to roll, I'd start out with some of the smaller ones. I wouldn't start out with a big one. Or I would flip-flop it. I would only release like the really big ones to see how well they draw. And yeah, I would do a premium. If you want to watch it, you can rent it for 24 hours for 25 bucks or something like that. Or 24 bucks. There you go. 24 for 24. There you go. Yeah, oh yeah, there you go. A dollar an hour. Yeah, see, something like that. But I, I don't know, Mike. I don't know. I This might kill a lot of industries, and we'll see. Uh, I'm a little uh, hesitant. I know I've already lost thousands of dollars because of this, which is uh, depressing. And I'm sure I will make it back. Never. But who knows? We'll see. Maybe everything will snap back to normal in a couple months, and Sports will come back and I can get back to work. I don't know. We'll see.
Yeah, I'm not sure, man. Uh, it definitely looks rough. Uh, where I'm at, they've uh, banned. You can't go to the bars. Um, restaurants are very limited, and they're encouraging you to go to um, uh, just get to-go food. So it's like it's it's a very weird time right now. Well, very well weird. in Phoenix, they have declared the state of emergency like that, like you were talking about yesterday, went into effect at eight o'clock. Restaurants are open for to-go orders only, takeout only, and that's all restaurants. Movie theaters are closed. Basically, everything else is closed. Uh, It has not been mandated here in northern Arizona yet, but a lot of restaurants, uh, especially chains, are following what everyone else is already doing, uh, which includes your beloved In-N-Out Burger. I can go and get (laughs) In-N-Out Burger right now if I want to, but uh, it's only only drive-thru. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So All at right. least I can well, still get okay. it. Yeah. You can still get it. Yeah. And I might have to do that. I might have to go get in an outburger for my third time this week. Take a picture of it and send it to you just because I can. Oh, that's just not right. <laughs> when I sent you that picture was when they were first talking about all this and it was starting to go crazy and people were starting to self isolate a little bit. I was at in an outburger packed. It wasn't even like it was like a late lunch for me. It was like three in the afternoon packed there's like a hundred people there like people were standing eating their burgers i was like well clearly no one in prescott cares we're all gonna die eating eating in and out burger happy i mean nothing's gonna stop my double double you know yeah dude animal style everything right right so talking about animal style mike how does the hunt relate to the marvel cinematic universe Oh, man, that was a wonderful segue. I got to hand it to you on that one. <laughs> Dude, that was good. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, the MCU uh, for The Hunt, there is a uh, actor in this called Christopher Barry who is playing Chris Barry and was in uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming as Randy. He wasn't playing Chris Barry in that? No, no, he was playing uh, uh, Randy in Spider-Man: Homecoming. So, so that shows you how much they cared about their characters. I mean, just looking at the names of the characters in this, like Emma Roberts' character is called Yoga Pants. Like Christopher Berry's is called Target, aka Chris Berry. Like another dude is Vanilla Nice. Another one is Big Red. Another one is Ma. Another one is Pop. It's just they just really oh, did yeah, not well, give two shits about characters in this movie. Uh anyways. All right, Mike. So that means we can get into spoilers. I don't know if we really need to. I guess we can. But the big spoiler, Hillary Swank is the villain. Oh, I, I wish they would have kept that. Um, I, I wish they wouldn't have revealed her so early. Yeah, well, they re- revealed her with like a good 30, 40 minutes left in the movie. And it was just kind of like, okay, so the big baddie is Hillary Swank and then they finally get to the final like fight ish scene reveal all that stuff and it's just just not as impactful yeah so i i wish it would have was at the final fight scene like at the i think that would have done it a little bit better like i mean it really didn't matter who it was it was just the next person but um 
it would have done a little bit better. But I, I guess it might have been hard to tell some of the very limited uh, story that they did tell without knowing who she was. I mean, I guess they, they could have done that. No, uh, well, they told a lot of story about her without knowing who she was, you know, through that text messaging. And then clearly, you know, the airplane where you see her back and she comes and kills that person, like right at the start, and you still don't see who she is. You just know she's a very intimidating, badass billionaire. They could have continued that for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I I like this movie. I like some of the concepts in the movie because I thought it was just highlighting all the dumb stuff like in a super extreme uh, fashion. And I like that. But Yeah, it's a satire. It's like Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not nearly as good, but Jojo Rabbit is phenomenal. That's a very good movie. But uh, I will applaud them. One thing in this film is the action scenes are very, very good. Especially that last fight between uh, Betty Gilpin and Hilary Swank. That was really, really a well-done fight scene. It wasn't amazing like things we've seen recently, but it was pretty good. No, I did like the fight scene as well. I was I was thinking that maybe they had worked with somebody who did like um, Atomic Blonde or something. Because I, I liked how the fight was real. And it was very like tiring. And uh, they used all the environmental stuff uh, a lot. I, I thought that was great. Yeah, uh, just most of the action throughout the entire film was pretty good. The different murders and deaths and kills, and you know, they were they were pretty good. They were decent. Like the the convenience store that was set up, the the train, like all that stuff. It was very well done. It's just, it's not. Oh yeah, an yeah. incredible movie. Yeah, no, like the 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 sets and the filming locations, it was good. I mean, that was fine. Like they weren't poorly done. All that stuff was good. So, I it was just I guess yeah, the character development wasn't really there. So, I like Betty Gilpin though. I thought she did a good job. This is one of her few starring roles that I can remember. The other one that I remember mostly is uh from uh, Glow on Netflix, the, the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. one of the main characters in that. And outside of this, you know, I, I can't place any other starring role she's had. So I would love to see her do more stuff like this, though. You know, be, uh, I don't want to say like an action star, but definitely more of a, uh, yeah, an action movie styled actress. There you go. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought she did pretty good. Um, she kind of starts the the beginning scene and you're like, hmm, that was a different way of figuring that out. Because um, she's trying to figure out which way is north. Right, yeah. And she puts a needle that, on a leaf. Yeah, that's a Boy Scout thing, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that was cool. But it, it shows um, you how intelligent she is right from the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I like that. Um, but, you know, everything else in the movie... I wish I wish there was I wish there was a little bit more to the story or a little bit like I don't know it was weird that it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy or at least they claimed it was which is weird yes yeah I don't I don't know if I was a big fan of how they explained that so all right Mike well how many reels do you give the hunt I'm gonna give this three out of five I still kind of enjoyed it as an overall, I don't know. I think I just like the the satire 
of the extreme left, extreme right views. Well, Mike, I give it three and a half reels. Man, the way you were talking, I thought it was going to be like a negative reel. No, no, I didn't hate this movie. Like I said, there's some things I really liked about it. I liked that it was a satire. I liked that it was a political satire, but it just wasn't anything special. It wasn't something, you know, this is one of those movies you could pop on like Netflix or whatever the hell NBC is going to do the peacock, right? Yeah. Yeah. You want to see my peacock? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, All right. We we already know what happens when you unleash your peacock, Mike. You create children. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, anyways, you know, it's it's a movie you could have going on in the background while you're doing something else, like cooking dinner or um, fighting off a zombie horde uh, or or trying to get zombie kill of the week. I personally am just disappointed that if we're going to have the apocalypse, I want a zombie apocalypse, not a flu apocalypse. I don't want to sneeze and cough to death. I want someone to eat me. This is ridiculous. Uh, it's it's so strange, man. It's so strange. Everything's weird. Uh, my work has told me to be remote for the, I don't know, TBD to be determined. Like, it's it's just weird, man. Nice. I'd be okay with that. I don't know. It's, it's I mean, it's cool because I'm going to save on gas and I'm going to save on tools. So Fair enough. All right. So, Mike, what are we going to discuss next week since we can't go to the movie theaters? Um, I was thinking that we would talk about a Netflix movie. Are you thinking? Yeah. And, and uh, you also mentioned that you would like to uh, talk about the top five apocalypse movies that we've seen or that we remember yeah uh, we could talk about that on the pod but i'm definitely going to talk about that on the radio but uh i mentioned on the radio i do like uh mark Wahlberg, aka marky mark and the funky bunch without the funky bunch uh he has a new one on the old netflix it's currently trending at number four called spencer confidential yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in seeing that. Uh, Marky Mark has quite a bit of good movies, a uh, couple not so great, um, but for the most part, they're real good. There's only one that I can think of that's pretty bad, and that's the M. Night Shyamalan along one. The M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong one? Yeah, I haven't yeah. even watched that movie, because I heard it was so bad. Ooh, it's bad. Yeah, the the was it the wind or something that kills you? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, all right, Mike. I don't know if I have anything else. How about yourself, sir? No, no. Um, I guess just everyone, uh, you know, hunker down. Uh, and please be nice to everyone and stop being so weird on the road. Thanks. <laughs> Dude, seriously, the drivers around here are getting ruthless, but they're always pretty bad here. Doesn't help that it's snowing either. <laughs> No, yeah, just, I don't know, man. It seems like everyone's just lost their mind. I, I think just breathe and, I mean, not on each other, but breathe. Um, Matt, that reminds me of a meme I saw on the internet that, that was uh, Kiss Me, I'm Irish, and it's like Kiss Me's crossed out, and it says, actually, stand six feet away from me and uh, like, um, like uh, motion that you are hugging me or something like because you know social distancing but you know yesterday was st patrick's day which i watched the dropkick uh murphy's show they streamed uh, online yeah Uh, yeah uh i watched on youtube but uh they 
they they streamed a show online because they were supposed to play in Boston and they couldn't. So yeah, I was gonna say, don't they always play in Boston on St. Patrick's Day? Yes, yeah. they do for the last twenty four years. Yeah, so so thought, they were like, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do something. Well, you know what else is happening this week, Mike? What's that? You're finally catching up to me in age. Yes, yes, I've almost forgot. Mysterious Mike Talent has a birthday. He is turning 112. Yep. And falling asleep at the same time, like he's 112. So you are definitely at high risk. Yes, I'm at high risk. (laughs) Well, all right, Mike. Go ahead. Take us out of here. I think we've rambled enough. Okay. Well, uh, everyone, uh, try and stay safe from this coronavirus thing and uh catch us on our next pod next week it should be an interesting one talk about apocalypse and and the new marky mark movie all right uh with that i guess uh thanks for listening thank you for listening to the real film nerds now don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at real film nerds now go out and catch a movie Good morning, Magic 99.1. Who's this? Of course I'm going to call you. <laughs> Matt Hinshaw. I was, just, I was just waiting for a couple more minutes. Uh, you're awesome. Matt Hinshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast calling in instead of being in studio this morning because of what, Matt? I drink too much? <laughs> no, because I'm not doing any in-studio interviews right now. And you were so offended when I told you that yesterday. I know. I don't get to see you. First, I, I get know. you know chased out of the building on Wednesday, <laughs> and now you know I don't get to see you on my Monday morning. I this is just know. I know. It's awful. very hard. It's very hard. We are all under very hard situations right now, Matt. But I'm glad you called in because I want to hear all about the movie you saw this weekend. Well, I did go see a movie, and the theaters in the Prescott area are still open, to my knowledge. I'm not sure how much longer that will last. Right. But I went and saw an extremely controversial movie that got pushed back and was just released. It is called The Hunt. The Hunt. It is about 12 strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know they've been chosen for a very specific purpose, The Hunt. Ooh, sounds scary. It's not really scary. It's kind of, it's basically people are being hunted down by quote-unquote liberal elites, and the people that are being hunted are Republicans, and that is why it's controversial, and it got pushed back, and everybody was mad about it. What's interesting is it's a political satire, yeah, and they offend everyone in the entire movie. Oh, well, Liberals, that's good. independents, Republicans, it doesn't matter. They offend everyone. Good. So that's why I don't understand why it got pushed back. Is it a great movie? Nah, not really. No. It was a, it was a fun movie. It's nothing earth-shattering. It was you can wait, you know, if you want to see it, go for it, but don't rush out to the theaters. There's no point. Right. I, I'd say go see Invisible Man. That movie's really good. Okay. I like that movie. That's good advice right there. Now, Onward came in first place at the box office over the weekend. Do you know anything about that movie? I have not watched Onward yet. I do know a lot about it, but this weekend was absolutely abysmal for the box office. I know that. Yes. It's the worst it's been in like 30 or 40 years, I think, something like that. Yeah, people are just staying home. Give us a Netflix recommendation, film nerd. Well, 
I want to see that new uh, Netflix uh, Mark Wahlberg film. That looks really good. Is that um, suspended something or another? Oh, great. Now you I'm going to have remember. to look it up. This is terrible. <laughs> no. I can't remember terrible. either. You guys, just just Google Mark Wahlberg's new movie on I'm Netflix. I'm old. This is horrible. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. What are you binge watching on Netflix right now, Matt? It's called Spencer Confidential. Oh, Spencer Confidential. Okay, okay. Good job. There you go. Good reporting there, buddy. What are you binging <laughs> on Netflix right now? Can you tell me? Well, I I, I like post-apocalyptic shows. That's probably not the thing to talk no, about right no, now. No, I don't but, think uh, so. <laughs> but I ran across a show that I had never heard of or seen before, and it's called Daybreak. It stars Matthew Broderick. Yeah. It's about a uh, post-apocalyptic world like there's been some bombs dropped and it wipes all the adults out. And Matthew Broderick <laughs> is one of only two adults and it's all high school teenagers and they become cl- their cliques that they had in high school become their gangs that they run around with. I mean, it's over the top graphic hilarity. Okay. It's all fun. Right. Okay. Very good day break on Netflix. Maddie, thank you for calling in. I appreciate yeah, do you it. you want my reel? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Gosh, how dare I? Yes. How many reels you give it? I give it three and a half reels. Three and a half reels. I kind of had a feeling it would be kind of low. Yeah, it's low. It's in it's in the middle. I mean, it's not it's not a bad movie. It was entertaining, but right. it is definitely not something to rush out and go see. It's not incredible. Right. Don't expose yourself to viruses. Stay in. Watch no. Netflix. Yeah, go watch Netflix. And speaking of that, that is probably what I'm going to do next week because I've been talking about it. I'm going to do either do Spencer Confidential because okay. I do like Mark Wahlberg, Perfect. or I'm going to do. What we call a tributary, which is a, not a tributary, a, uh, um, uh, anyways, it doesn't matter. An older film that's no longer in the theaters, like a classic kind of film. Okay. I might do something like that. You know Maybe what? something fun, you know. You probably have time to do both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Check honestly, them out. probably. All right, Matt, thanks for All calling right. in. Yeah, thanks, Ta- Lisa. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.